encouraging is that? So a little disclaimer. Um, Danielle asked me for my bio, and I said my favorite color is red, and I think my husband's smoking hot. I don't know where the rest of that stuff came from. That's my bio. Okay. So, um, <laughs> he's handsome. Um, so we're going to talk about being whole in spirit tonight. And as Danielle mentioned, it's, you know, it's a, it's a deep topic. And so I'm going to talk about that um, in just a little bit. But before we get started, I just want to quickly take us back through the amazing ideas and thoughts very briefly um, that we've had already. And I want to touch on them throughout the course of the lesson because it really does tie together in such a great way. And so we started off um, a few weeks ago with, with Danielle sharing with us about wholeness in our mind and then Wendy after that with wholeness in our body. And so each of them, and I'm going to reiterate again tonight, is that we oftentimes can see those as three separate things. Uh, but really... The goal should be that we understand that they're connected. And not just connected loosely, but really honestly when we're in a really great place that we really see them working in unison all the time together. And so, um, see, that's going to mess me up because I have to turn my pages. But (laughs) I practiced without doing that. So um, we're going to talk, though, tonight just to get started on spirit. And I want to just clarify what I mean by that because what I'm not talking about is the Holy Spirit, right? That's a totally different thing. And if you haven't studied that out, it's an amazing study, but that's not what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about your spirit that lives in you. So not the Holy Spirit, but your spirit. So if you've studied the Holy Spirit before, I'm not talking about the indwelling or the outpouring or the capital S or any of that. And if you've studied it, you know what I mean. Um, but it's, it's challenging because Hebrews 4.12 talks about how The Bible is so powerful that it can divide even soul and spirit, joints and marrow, right? And so that makes sense when you read it, but then when you try to start explaining it, how do you explain the difference between soul and spirit? It's not an easy thing to do. Um, And it's a a difficult topic to really grasp and to understand. And and I will tell you, I spent weeks and I was like... yeah, I got nothing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. This is really challenging. But I think God um, has really worked. And so in the process of explaining, as we start, what I mean by the spirit, I want to go back to that idea of how related the three are, the mind and the body and the spirit. And so Wendy talked about that taking care of your body, seeing your body as God's temple. And certainly when we take care of our physical bodies, that does help us to have a clear-mindedness. It impacts the way that we think because when you feel healthy and you feel strong, that impacts where you are in a mental space as well. And so there's a process there. Um, And certainly when you have a clear-mindedness, that helps with your thoughts, right? You're more aware of them. Uh, You're more aware of what you're thinking. You're more able to take those thoughts captive maybe. And so when we talk about the spirit, what I want you to think about is those thoughts that you think, your spirit really is the essence that is experiencing those thoughts, right? It's that part of you that's the feeling part. It's the part of you that's the living part. And there's actually a Hebrew word in the Bible, and I'm going to mispronounce it, ruah? Oh, I did. Okay, good. Jessica had to help me. I had to uh, go to my Bible scholar daughter for help there. Um, So ruah, which literally means breath or breath of God, 
And it's talked about in the Bible in the Old Testament considerably, almost 400 times it's mentioned. And so Isaiah 42.5 says, the Lord gives breath to his people. And it's talking about that breath of God that literally God breathes, not his Holy Spirit, but your spirit into you. God put that there in each and every one of us. And so when we're thinking about the spirit, we're really talking tonight about that that breath of God or that part of you, as I mentioned, that is the feeling part of you, the part of you that has a will to do something, the part of you that has courage, um, all of that, that's part of your spirit. It's not part of your physical, you know, you don't go by, you know, courage and put it on your skin. Or I mean, it's, it's inside of you, right? Um, and I think what's so amazing about our spirit is that really is where your faith and your belief live is in your spirit. And so obviously our spirit is so, so important, and God gave it to us. And one of the things I want you to really think about in here tonight is that our spirit needs attention just like our mind and just like our bodies. And I don't know about you, but I think sometimes we don't think about our spirit that much. I think we think about, especially as women, we think, what am I feeling, right? But we don't take that thought the next step and go, how is what I'm feeling impacting my spirit? How is what I'm thinking impacting my spirit? And I I think that we, sometimes we think about our spirit. You know when you have those moments and you go, I just got such clarity, I feel like God spoke to me, right? I think Wendy mentioned it. Not that you hear the audible words, but... But you, you just feel like God moved and he spoke to me, right? That's your, that's your spirit connecting. And so we pay attention in those moments, but I don't know just in the day in and the day out how much we attend to our spirit. And so if I could just implore you to leave with one thing tonight is to really work at paying attention to your spirit a little bit more. Um, Proverbs 18.14 says, The human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? And think about it. That's why our spirit is so important. When you feel like your spirit is being crushed, when you feel like your spirit is burdened and it's weighed down, that impacts your will. That impacts how you feel about life. It literally impacts the essence of who you are. And that, in turn, can have an impact on your thoughts and on your body, right? And so your spirit is so, so important. So we're all going to do something together here really quickly. So everybody has to stand up. You don't have to move anywhere. Don't get nervous. Stand up right where you are. There are no balance beams in the back. Um, But I want you, as best you can, to kind of stand on one leg. Lift up a leg. Don't, you know, use the bench if you need to. I don't want anyone to fall. But just try to kind of keep your balance for a second. Now, we're not all Michelle Baker because she's back there doing it with ease with her hands in her pocket because she's a rock star (laughs) and has, you know, professional ballet training. Um, But I don't know if you can notice, but I'm like, you know, I'm wiggling a little bit here. My ankle's wiggling. I don't know if you are, right? Are you feeling like the little adjustments you have to make? You kind of got to, okay, go ahead and sit down. I wanted to give you kind of a memory and a, a... a feeling, if you will, in your thoughts and in your body that you can take with you. When you're trying to hold your balance, no matter how good you are, you are constantly tweaking. 
constantly moving, right? Even, even gymnasts that you see in the Olympics on balance beams, man, you know, especially when they, not so much when they're just walking, but they do a flip or something, and then, you, you know, they got to get that just right balance back. And, they, you know, they live on those things. Um, so even they have to do that. And the point that I want to make, which goes along with that idea of paying attention to your spirit, is getting balanced, whether it's in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, it is not a one-time event. It takes constant tweaking and constant attention to be able to hold that balance and to have that wholeness. So um, why, you know, we've talked about, obviously, what the spirit is. So why is it so important, right, that we keep that balance? I want to start with talking about that. What's so important about your spirit that you need to pay that much attention to it? Well, the first thing is, is that your spirit literally is the part of you that activates your connectedness to God. That's pretty important, right? <laughs> it is the part of you that connects to God. Um, John 4.24 says that God's spirit, God's, I did it again, <laughs> God's worshipers, I did that earlier tonight, Jessica was laughing at me. Um, God's worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. We worship God with our spirit. And for those of you that were at our Easter service on Sunday, I think that's such a great way to illustrate what I'm talking about because the worship was so amazing. The singing, the spoken word, the sharing, the testimonies, the really cute, handsome guy that's my husband that spoke. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that has nothing to do with worshiping God. That was just me digressing, right? Um, but so, <laughs> really, it is my bio, I'm telling you. Um, so, if you remember back to Sunday, I'm sure that everyone in that auditorium felt something that made you feel connected to God. Maybe it was just your thankfulness at thinking about the resurrection, just thinking about the life that God has given you and the amazing benefits you have from being a Christian and the amazing forgiveness and grace that God's lavished on you. Maybe it was something else that made you feel joyful and happy and thankful for God, but you felt something, you thought something that helped you connect to God. And that connectedness that you felt was activated through your spirit, right? And so our spirits are so, so important. And I want to just give you a couple other examples of, of how that works. Um, in Psalm 31, 5, Going through a hard time, the psalmist says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, faithful God. You just get that sense of, of going through this intense trial and going, just take all of me. But he doesn't say, into your hands I commit my body. Or into your hands I commit my brain. He says, I commit my spirit. It's the essence of who we are. That we want to connect with God, right? Also in Psalm 51 in verse 10, it says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And then in verse 17, he says, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, God, you will not despise. And I think that this just explains so clearly the depths of wanting to connect, right? Just create it in me, give it to me, God, this gift of a steadfast spirit. And I think it talks, too, just about the hope of change, right? That there can be a newness. 
Um, but also even an intervention that, God, you want me to have a broken spirit, but I can only get it from you. I need that from you. And so that pleading and that understanding that really where we're at in our spirit impacts where we're at in our relationship with God, right? And so we have to go to God to get that. Um, Another reason that it's so important to pay attention to your spirit is that when your spirit is connected to God, as a disciple, you have the power to live a life of purpose and fulfillment. And I love the story of Caleb in Numbers chapter 14. And he says about Caleb, he says, Caleb had a different spirit and he follows me wholeheartedly. So he's going to go into the promised land. But he talked about the spirit of who Caleb was. But when you think about Caleb, what we notice is he didn't give in to fear. He was courageous. He was bold. He was willing to step out on faith. So there are all these characteristics of who he was, but they came from a different spirit. Spirit impacts all those things in us. It impacts our courage. It impacts our will. It impacts our drive, our faithfulness, because all of that lives in our spirit, right? Um, there's another really great scripture in Ezekiel 11. It's talking about people that had been unfaithful to God. And it says, they will return to it, to the land that God had given them, and they will remove all its vile images and detestable idols. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. They will follow my decrees And be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. And I love how he talks here because you see that desire, right, so much in the people that they're going to go back. They're going to make things right. That they're going to want to follow God. It's not a, I'm going to force them to follow me. Or I'm going to demand that they obey my laws. It's a desire. They want to. They want to obey God. They want to keep his laws. They want to be known as God's people. It's this depth in your spirit. And you know what's amazing is when we're in this place in our spirit, sacrifice doesn't feel like sacrifice. You know when you say to people, thank you so much for sacrificing, they go, it was nothing. Like, you know, because when you're in that place in your spirit, loving God and obeying God, it's not something you have to muster up. It's not something that you have to be like, oh, I'm going to just do it because it's right. You, you're in a place in your spirit when you're maintaining that balance, when you're constantly tweaking, you're constantly adjusting, that it's just an outpouring of who you are. And it's such a beautiful place for us to be in our relationship with God. And I was thinking about this, and, you know, the testimonies have been so amazing. And we, we've heard them over the weeks, and we've heard even more testimonies throughout your life, right? And so here's what's amazing. I'm sure all of you will resonate with this. We hear a lot, I felt like there just was more or something was lacking, and so I searched and I found God, right? Here's what you don't hear. Something was lacking, I searched, I found God. That wasn't really it, so I kept looking. Nobody says that, (laughs) right? Because when you find that, you are fulfilled, You get a life of purpose and a life of fulfillment when you find that relationship with God that your soul connects to. And it's only when our souls are off balance that we start to feel like things are a burden or this is just a little bit too hard or I'm going to have to do it because God says to do it, not because I really want to do it. And that's when we have to tweak. That's when we have to go back and get our balance um, in check, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a minute. 
Um, another reason that it's so important to constantly be doing this tweaking and be paying attention is because not that it's more important, and I want to be really clear about that. I'm not trying to say that the spirit's more important than the mind or more important than the body. God made them all, but they all have different purposes, right? So one of the reasons that Michelle Baker is so amazing back there and was balancing, I wish you could have seen it. She was like, really? You want Share her hands in her pockets, you know. It was beautiful, actually. But she has a very strong core, right? And so your core is what helps you to balance. And so the stronger your core is, the easier it is to balance, right? The core is one part of your body. It's not all of your body. It's one part. But that part helps you to maintain balance. The spirit is one of the three when we're talking mind, body, and spirit. But the spirit is the part that is essential for balance in the other two. Right? Because when you think about it, this is a great scripture in Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right? And so our spirits, it's that will again, right? It's a different purpose. James 2, 26 says the body without the spirit is dead. Because think about it. Your body is important. And as Winnie talked about, should be treated as the temple of God. But without your spirit, it's a shell. Right? And I think one of the things we have to realize is that the body can't connect to God without the spirit. The mind, all the knowledge you possess, can't connect to God without your spirit. And Danielle and Wendy both talked about that. They both shared that the victories that they gained came from their relationships with God. Right? Wendy didn't go, I just went to the gym so much that I just beat my body into submission and that was the end-all answer. I mean, that's not what she said, right? She talked about going to the gym and talked about the importance of that, but it was the relationship with God and the spiritual application towards her body that gave her the victory. And so the spirit is so, so essential, right? So how do we do that? I think maybe I've convinced you that this is important and you should pay attention to it. Uh, But how do we do that? How do we keep our spirit balanced? So we're going to talk about some practicals that hopefully will really help you this evening. So the first thing that you can do absolutely is spend time with spiritual people, right? Spend time with spiritual family and spiritual friends. It says in 1 Corinthians 16, for they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Haven't you had those times where you've been around spiritual people and you have left and just felt like, I just feel so refreshed. I feel built up. I feel more hopeful. I feel more faithful. I feel more courage. I feel more joy. Your spirit is encouraged, right? That's what you're getting from those times. And so I know for us, I, one of the things I love about this is I love being with my family. They, um, they really build my spirit. And we worked hard when the kids were younger really to make sure that our home was a sanctuary. Because we all get beat up a lot, right, all throughout the day. You're getting beat up by people that are not conscious of God. They're not aware of God. They're not trying to follow God. And sometimes that can drain your spirit. And so your home has to be a place where you can be with spiritual people and get that spiritual nourishing. And so it's so important that we try and create that in our homes, but we also can get it from friends. We can get it from people in church. You've got to spend time with people that build you up and help you. So that's absolutely one of the practicals that you can do. Another thing is get outside, right? Um, I love the scripture in Psalms 94, or 95, excuse me, in verse 4. 
It says, in his hands are the depths of the earth. You just imagine that, God, just holding it right there. <laughs> the, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it. Even just thinking about that is amazing. His hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. There's something about nature when you really get out there and you look at it and you're looking at the peaks and the valleys and the sea and the ocean. It Literally, if you're there and you're focused on it and you're, you're letting your spirit engage, it moves you to want to worship. You want to just think about how amazing God is, how incredible he is, that he could create all that. I know I love going out and just laying and looking at the night sky. I love that because it seems so vast and so huge. And the stars, and I just, I, I lay there and I think, God, you are so big. And my problems are so small. <laughs> it just reminds me of who God is and what he's capable of. Um, I love, I feel the same way when I look at the ocean and I think that God tells it where to stop. That he commands it. The waters can only go this far. That amazes me. I actually even love fishing. That helps me connect with God. I know, right? It's my cute husband. I don't know what to tell you. But I do. We get out there. You know, it's interesting because I never thought I would say that, but we go fly fishing, which is very different than what I grew up. I actually grew up with a fisherman for a father. And so I was baiting hooks when I was like four out on the lake, right? But that was like casting, reeling it in, right? So you go fly fishing. It's a very calming experience. And you're out in the middle of the river. And so the, the view on both sides is incredible. And we'll just stand there for hours. And I think, God, you are here in the silence. You are here in the calmness. You're here in the nature. It just helps me connect. And so make sure that you're getting time outside to let your spirit connect with God in that way. Another practical is, and Danielle talked extensively about this, so I won't, but observing your thoughts absolutely is key. Second Corinthians uh, 10.5 says, Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That's a very specific command from God. And here's the reason why. When we don't, our thoughts can be toxic to our spirit. Because when you're thinking and when I'm thinking negative thoughts... And letting myself go down that negative path, it directly impacts my spirit, right? It's that verse that we read about earlier, that crushed spirit, who can bear. That's what happens. That negative thoughts and and thinking negative things will literally crush your spirit. And, you know, I'll just mention a little bit just for the point of sharing, not to reiterate because Danielle did such a great job. But we have to be so careful with this because we can feel things so deeply that our thoughts And our feelings seem true when sometimes they're not. And I know just for myself personally, I know a few years back I'd struggled with this. And I, and this is, it's embarrassing for me to even say out loud because it's so ridiculous, but I'm going to say it. I literally was in a place where I thought I had no friends. And I, and I literally, and I'm not trying to be joking. Like I literally, you can ask, you know, some of the people that were close to me that were my friends, Right. Makes no sense because I was telling them, you know, how I was feeling. Um, I'm sorry. I don't think I said I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) So, um, but I really felt it so deeply. I felt like it was true. And it wasn't true. It was totally not true. And it was crushing to my spirit and it was toxic. 
And it literally took me, and I'm not exaggerating, and I, I want to just say this as an example of how damaging it can be to our spirit. I knew that it was wrong, right? And so I did some pretty intensive Bible study, and that helped me. But what happened was I had let myself believe something for an extended period of time that wasn't true. And so then that became kind of a damaged part of me. And so then a couple months later, something would happen, and, I, and I, Satan would want to yank me back to that place. And so I'd get out all my scriptures again, and I'd spend four or five days in those same scriptures. And then a few months later, something would happen again, and I'd pull out all those scriptures again. I have a whole journal on it. I just would get the journal out, and I'd start going back through it all over again. And the cool thing that happened, and this is what God does when he renews our spirit, is five days became four, four became three, three became two. Now I just have to, you know, read a couple scriptures, and I'm, it's a lot better, right? But it takes time for God to renew that spirit and get rid of that damage toxicity that we let in when we don't really make sure that we take every thought captive. So that's not really a great idea. When God says that, there's a really good reason because that is so damaging. And considering how important our spirit is, that's absolutely something we have to pay attention to. Um, another practical is serve others, right? Um, it says in Acts twenty thirty five, it's more blessed to give than to receive. It also says in Proverbs eleven twenty five. Whoever refreshes others will then be refreshed, right? So it's, it doesn't mean that, you know, if you go buy someone a Starbucks, they're going to buy you one back. That's not necessarily what it means. I found all these Starbucks cards in my drawer today. It was so neat, and I was, like, giving them to the people in my office. They were so happy. I don't know why I'm sharing that. Anyway. <laughs> but I felt really excited. Like, here, go get a coffee, right? And they were refreshed. So it's not necessarily that you're going to get it back, but it's that you feel so refreshed in your spirit, giving and serving. It's, it really is therapeutic to your spirit to serve other people, right? And that's what I love so much about the extended period of time that we spent at the beginning of the year talking about serving our community because it's, it's right and it's godly, but it is so good for us to do that. It is so helpful to our spirit. Um, And then the last thing is just obviously, right, the no-brainer, spend quality time with God. Um, And we know that, but we really have to make sure that we're doing it, right? And not just doing it, but connecting, making sure that our spirit is getting nourished um, as we're spending that time. Ezekiel 11, we already read it, but it talks about that renewing where God says, I will give them a new spirit. God does that for us on a daily basis when we're connecting with him in our quiet times. That's what's happening. God is renewing your spirit. Um, In Psalm 19, verse 7, it says, the law is perfect and it's refreshing. Right? When you, the law is the Bible, right? When you read the Bible, it's perfect, which is really good news. That's cool. You don't have to figure out which part's right, which part's wrong. It's all right. Okay, so that's good. But it's refreshing. That's what God says to us, is that if you read my word, it will refresh you. It will refresh your spirit, as well as refreshing um, your thoughts. And so, um, hopefully tonight, you know, this has just helped you to understand the spirit and the importance of it and how it really is so vital as we're thinking about our mind and our body that we've got to have the spirit connected in that, that it really is the core, and really that these practicals will help you and that you'll think a lot more about your spirit as you go throughout the day and you'll think about you know where am i do i need some tweaking do i need to set up some time 
with a friend? Do I need to go home and read my Bible a little bit more? Do I need to serve someone? Do I need to just go outside and lay on a blanket tonight before I go to bed and think about who God is? That you'll use some of these tools to help do that tweaking that you need to keep your spirit balanced and to keep you in a whole balanced place in your spirit and your relationship with God. So thank you for letting me share. Um, And then um, we have some discussion questions, and we have plenty of time, I think. So, right? So um, if you want, I think what we've been doing is just getting with a couple people, two or three people near you, which um, I think is really great because then you have a lot of time to share and talk. So uh, go ahead and do that and have um, some discussion on the lesson. Thank you.